Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee, and let's awaken our hearts together. Well, hi, Rhonda. How are hi, you Lori. today? I'm very good. How are yeah, you? I'm so good. So good. good. Well, um, I was reading uh, in my devotions a couple of weeks ago, and I was just coming across this, the um, scripture, you know, where Paul says, um, everything is benefit. Uh, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And I just started to think about that. I started to think about the things in our life that are like fine, allowed, permissible, but maybe not so beneficial. And then it goes on to say, you know, um, it talks about how, you know, as leaders, like we are supposed to be mindful not to cause others to stumble. So like some of our decisions, the decisions we make for our life, how we live our life, um, you know, this definitely would have to do with some morality, you know, just kind of the moral choices that we make for our life. But in leadership, that there is a responsibility to those who are weaker in their faith. So as not to cause others to stumble. And I just started to think about it as a leader, you know, in a church, in a, you know, a spiritual context, like how does that play out in my own life? What choices have I made um, so as not to cause others to stumble? Um, that maybe, you know, if I was just, if I didn't have that leadership, um, mm. I don't want to say burden, it's not a burden, but you know what I mean? If I didn't have that leadership responsibility, that maybe I might make different choices that would be permissible. Um, but for the sake of others, uh, I, I choose not to. So I just started to think about some of those things and some of those choices, you know, that, that we've made in our life. You know, one of the, one of the things, um, I remember Jay and I having conversation about really, really young and married. I remember us having a conversation about alcohol mm -hmm. as one, you know, cause, cause for North America, like there's a little bit in some church circles, there's been a little bit of a taboo about alcohol. Mm -hmm. So even like for us, our church is part of the Pentecostal assemblies of Canada. And so one of their rules or whatever is around alcohol, that if you're mm -hmm. an ordained minister with the Pentecostal assemblies of Canada, that you literally have to sign something with your mm -hmm. ordination that says like, you're not going to drink. So it's one of those you know, standards that they have set. Now it's not that way in all church circles mm -hmm. and all of that, but in North America, it is, you know, kind of, you know, in some, in some church worlds, drinking is not one of those beneficial choices. Right. But whereas like, if you go to England or if you go to some other countries where yeah. alcohol is very much part of the culture, um, it's not any different, you know, whether you're Christian or not, like obviously everything in moderation, all of that. So, you know, I think for us, you know, Jay and I remember having a conversation just about, um, both being raised in a home that didn't have alcohol. Um, what was our, like, what was, what did we want to do like in our family and in our life and in our choice? And so I remember just us having a conversation and just deciding that, you know, it wasn't something we were going to have as part of our, mm -hmm. our family life. We just didn't feel like we needed to. Mm -hmm. um, and also to like, as God started to call us into leadership and in ministry, we just felt like if that was going to be like a space that could cause someone to stumble, mm -hmm. we just didn't want to have that in our life. So that would be like one super easy um, for us. And it's never really been a hard decision. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if our kids are going to make that same choice. You know, they can, they can make that choice for their own life and for their own family. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, for us, that was a choice that we were comfortable with. So that was one thing that came to mind, but I started to think a little bit about it, um, too, just, just in the, like in the vein of like morality and how sometimes in leadership, you can see a bit of a dichotomy that happens mm -hmm. like when I'm in public, I do one thing, but when I'm in private, I do another thing. Mm -hmm. And I think to some extent, there could be a little bit of that permissible beneficial thing at play. But I think we also have to be careful that we're not living kind of like two different lives, right? Even as leaders. So anyways, that, those are just some of the thoughts that I had. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. That is really good. I know when I first came into ministry, we had to sign something. I remember us having that code of conduct that we had to sign, like no alcohol beverage whatsoever. And then when I left full-time ministry, I went into an occupation where it was 
a huge part, like when you're in the financial industry and all the parties and even just the gatherings when right, we would like have the social aspect, the of. social aspect. And I became a manager. So it ended up being where you're actually managing these parties and making sure all the advisors get the rides home, that their taxis are called. We end up being almost like the babysitters. I put that in quotation, yeah, almost yeah. like that in yeah. some ways. And, um, you know, in that world, when I wasn't in full-time ministry, I would definitely have like a social drink, but it was never drunkenness. That has never been something, but have like a glass of wine and things mm, like that mm-hmm. publicly mm-hmm. since I've come back into ministry. So that was almost permissible in that season. Right. But when I came back into ministry, I definitely felt that like coming back in social drinking, even if Jay and I go out or like the socialist part of that drinking was not something that I felt comfortable doing any longer right. because I felt like now I'm in full-time ministry and if I'm at a restaurant and I'm somewhere and someone comes and bumps into me, I just felt that conviction. Like I don't know their journey and they see me as a leader. Not that I'm, you know, perfect, but I just don't want that to be a barrier. Maybe they have very strong feelings about that. I don't want that to be unnecessarily a barrier. Mm-hmm. That that seems so trivial for me mm-hmm. to be somewhere public and for mm-hmm. someone to feel that that would be. So in one season, I didn't really feel that same, that same way. I really right, felt right, right, right. the conviction right. of drunkenness and being wise and oh, all yeah, of that, of course, yeah. but having a glass of wine in that environment, I never felt. But as soon as I kind of came back into full-time ministry, mm-hmm. I felt like God put that in my heart mm-hmm. too, that social part, um, that that was important. So even speaking to the word of mm-hmm. alcohol mm-hmm. and not saying that that's different for everyone and different convictions. And I've kind of had both of those seasons happen mm-hmm. where, you know, I've been yeah, in a season that's where, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I never felt that yeah, same. Yeah. But then come be back into being a pastor or like being back in a pastoral ministry ordained, I felt like, no, this is once again, I'm going to allow that to not be yeah. part of my social yeah. experience for people to see or to feel. Yeah. I don't want that to be a barrier in any way. There's, mm-hmm. there's too much in life to be a barrier. I feel like I don't want yeah. to unnecessarily put those roadblocks yeah. for what? Like, totally. So that for me was definitely something Jay and I felt coming before yeah. minist- in during full-time ministry in both seasons. We right. have about that. Right. Right. Same thing. It is interesting, you know, as an Enneagram seven, like one of the things that I like am super, like it's, it's kind of like ingrained in my DNA is that this like desire to live free, like to be free. Um, and there's a verse that's connected with either that scripture about, you know, that, you know, everything is permissible, but not everything's beneficial. It's twice in Corinthians. And one time in Corinthians, it actually says the follow-up verse is, I will not be mastered by anything. Mm. And I love that. Like when I, I remember reading that many, mm. many, many, many years ago, and it's just sort of locked into my my brain as a verse that I continually meditated on. Maybe one of my own inheritance scriptures that I just grabbed a hold of. And I was like, yes, like I will not be mastered. That's good. By anything. And so I've just, I've sort of had this, this, I don't know, mentality or, or just passion to not let anything, anything, no matter what it is, just have power over me, you know? So, so again, some of these things, some of these even moral things can, um, or beneficial versus permissible things can sometimes fall into that category, right? Of like things that want to master you, things that, um, and then the other, the flip side of that is, you know, that when it, the Bible talks about sin, it talks about how each one of us is given like the sin are what we're tempted by is inside of us and it's Mm -hmm. different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, I think sometimes I struggle with how Paul says like, be all things to all people. I don't really understand how you can be all things to all people, really. Yeah. Like how you can actually do that in in uh in totality. But I I just yeah, like I just it's a bit of a struggle. It's a bit of a struggle as a leader to try and walk out like not ca- causing anyone to stumble because I don't know if it's actually possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, especially that's... with our human propensity to blame others for yeah. the very things that are going on in our own life. Yeah. Like I've seen it play out with modesty, for example. Yes. Right. Yes. So like I, um, you know, I've seen it play out where like a man will say, you know, I don't know, whatever they'll, they might say, make a comment on how somebody's dressed or the wife of a man might make a comment on how somebody's dressed saying like that person is causing them to stumble by the way they're dressed. 
oh, like I, I don't know. That, These gray areas, yeah, right? Like they're like kind that. of gray. Like there's the moral compass of what's right and yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the there's black these, and white. The black and white. Then there's these gray areas. And actually there's that, I love that book, The Best Question Ever, because it's not always what's right or wrong in the gray. I'm not talking about the black and white. There's things that are black yeah. and white God's yeah. clear on. But in that gray, it's yeah. not a matter of trying to figure out what's right and wrong. It's what's the wisest thing to do. What's the wisest thing for you to do? And if something is so hard for you to let go of, there is a stronghold there. Like if you just say, for example, like coming back into full-time ministry, if I was like, no, I'm not giving up that wine. Like I felt God put his finger on that or I just felt a little bit like, yeah. mm, you know, is this the wisest thing for me to be doing socially in this, in what I'm doing now? Is this the wisest thing? And I was like, no, I'm not giving that up. I have to have my, whatever, right. my wine. My wine, yeah. There could be much more to it than you realize, like a stronghold there. Love that. So I think anytime we we are not able to give something up or even question, like if I give that up and you hold on tightly, something like, I love how you said that, something might be mastering you more right. than you realize. Right. And so what is the wisest thing for you to do yeah with what you have in your hand in those gray zones mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah like modesty shows some people right, you know right. what we feed on what, what we feed on gate. yeah and there's different tolerances like yeah. some can't handle any swearing some can handle a little bit of swearing. like what does there's so much gray zone in that right. yes there's black and white movies we should not or shows absolutely like pornography and things that we know yeah. but there's a lot of slippery slope inside right, right, the gray right. And so you really have to ask God and bring everything kind of into question. When you start to feel that, that little bit of that tug, you got to listen to that. Yes. You can't just be like, oh, yes. I'm just dismiss it yes. or yes. justify it. Yes. Go there, actually yeah. go there yeah. and just think it through yeah. a bit more and say, okay, what is the wisest thing yeah. for me to do? And why am I feeling that? Yeah. Okay. Here's oh, a question. Oh boy. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> you know what's I so need to get funny? better asking you questions. You know what's funny about the fact that we do this podcast? <laughs> what? Is that. <laughs> what? Like I actually get to ask you all of these like deep thinking questions where like when we're in a small group, you're the last person to answer. You're I know. You have like, me on the don't spot. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I don't want to answer. I and need... here we are like, and I'm just like asking you directly. Totally. I love it. I need to get, I need to come into these podcasts with some <laughs> really direct questions yeah, for you because I, I yeah just like i'm going like, for it to my heart straight to my heart like oh i know okay here's okay. one all right oh, okay. so how much do you think you do how much in your leadership or your the decisions you make for your life do you do based on this idea of not wanting to cause other people to stumble so how many of the decisions you make for your life do you feel like are based on you not wanting to cause other people to stumble that's a really like good a question. consideration you know what i mean so yeah. like i'm almost asking like like how, how often much do you think about weight, that like how much weight do you put on what you do like the conscious decisions you're making how you act um how you know your image like all those things is like really thinking about okay i have to be like I have to be a leader. I don't, you know, not specifically, I don't want to cause people to stumble because I know I don't think that's like on the forefront of our minds specifically, but like just is about other people and their impression or their, what are they going to think or what are they going to, how much of what you do is based on that? Well, Laura, that's a really loaded question. I know, I know, right? It's interesting to it's, try to yeah. like, like, I've never to, thought of it like yeah, that. Yeah, like to kind of pull aside some of the the motives mm -hmm. for the decisions that we make or how we live or how we... Do you know what? Some of the... Because we can't be driven by it. By people and approval of people. Because we're actually, in some things, we're never going to please everybody. Never. Okay. Yeah. Never. We, ha we understand. Down. Yeah. And I don't want to look like I'm dressed old, like fashioned. <laughs> you want to say trendy and hip... <laughs> But you also, you know, you're, you, you've got a, that's a balancing act too, right? Because right? Right, some, right. yeah. some of the balance, some of the trendy yeah, yeah. and hip stuff is maybe yeah. not, yeah. I don't know. You know, I think some of those things are easy to answer. Like when we talk about alcohol, that's an easy one. Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty straightforward one. I feel like you would do that as a leadership call. You would know that if someone saw me drinking a glass of wine at a restaurant and they maybe are recovering alcoholic, they would struggle with that. That's a very easy thing. Or they would have strong convictions yeah. about that. Yeah. That would be easy. Yeah. I think. And I think we're influenced also too by our upbringing. On yes, that. totally. 
we're we're influenced by our yes, upbringing on that it's too. Very our, true. Our parents had strong, like they were raised to like think it was a sin. Yeah, it's to- not. Totally, Biblically, it's not. Totally. But we, so we, I think we have a little bit of that too, yeah. which is even yeah. dancing in public, like going for. Right. I love dancing, by the right. way. I love when there's a wedding. So if you're having a wedding, you invite me. Please have a good dance. My, <laughs> we weren't allowed to have dances. No, I didn't even have one at my own wedding. Oh, yeah, and I we love to dance. And every time so. I go to a wedding, I feel so excited because I'm like, I get to go dancing. I love That's it. Um, anyways, some things I think are obvious, but you know, interesting when you're asking that question. What we do behind closed doors affects all that we do in leadership. Okay. Right? Definitely. Yeah. So how often do I think about that in just my little choices that may not be like, it's not black and white. Yeah. They're in that gray zone, but it does affect how I lead, how my heart is, how my spirit is. Right. How often do I think about other people in that? Not often if I'm by myself. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Now in public, in public how yeah. I treat people. Okay. I'm an Enneagram three. Okay. So that's like a natural for me. I want everyone to like and feel like me and to feel harmony. Yeah. And I just absolve into what they need me yeah. to be. It's yeah. not out of being fake. It's actually something I love. Yeah. 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 It can come across really bad. Like you're a phony. I'm not that, that way. I actually love being with people and I love just being able to help people feel very comfortable around me. Yeah. And I do want to be I want to have open conversations. I'm not afraid of that. Like if someone mm-hmm. came up to mm-hmm. me and said, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm okay with those conversations. Um, but privately, I think that's where I'm starting to think through your question a bit more. I probably don't think through how this is going to affect other people as much as I do when I'm in front of people doing things in front of people. Right. If that right. makes sense. Like yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah, in a restaurant totally. with a glass totally. of wine, mm-hmm. I would bump into somebody. Mm-hmm. If I'm at church and I just have a bad mm-hmm. day and mm-hmm. I get angry I would think about how that's affecting somebody right yeah yeah you're gonna hold back on that a little bit that's right but actually it's even more powerful what I do privately right because that actually is the overflow into my leadership really are who I really am true true I I've got some we there's somebody moved into so I live in a circle yeah and uh and somebody who comes to the church moved into my circle so I've never had like someone who attends the church, like live in such close proximity, like they're two doors down. And it's funny because it's like put an awareness on how I dress at home. Oh, okay. So like, for, like, I mean, you know, for example, like, you know, I try to dress like somewhat modestly, but I also dress myself. Like I dress yeah, in yeah. the way that I'm comfortable and yeah. what I like. Um, but I also try to be like, you know, if I would dress one way, I would go like one level up more modest yeah. just to be, you know, just to be a little bit more like whatever. And for my kids to like all of it. Right. But when I'm at home, like I dress however I want to dress. So like I know this sounds so stupid, but like I wear these tank tops every day. Like I wear these like and they're like fitting, fitting tank tops every day. But when I like come on a Zoom call with the team, I feel like I should probably put something over my shoulders. Like I wouldn't wear that to work. Yeah. I wouldn't wear that to church, just like the the fitting tank top. You know, I just wouldn't wear that. But I wear them all summer. I have them in every color. I probably have like 20 of them. And that's all I wear. So as I walk around my circle, you know, as I'm just like out and about with the dog and just outside, like sometimes I, I'm like, I wonder if, you know what I mean? Like you're I'm, more aware now. I'm more aware oh, of like yeah, if yeah. like is it you know if I'm wearing like leggings like I'm wearing Lulu leggings and a tight tank top like like I'm just home and I I'm t- I'm comfortable but I don't know if do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how somebody else might perceive that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I don't even know if that matters or what. But in in line with this scripture, you know, I'm trying to just think about like okay, and like. This is part of, even as we talk about like giving things up, there are some times in our life that we just have to give up things that we desire or want for the sake of others. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like that is where true freedom lies. Because sometimes when we have these kind of conversations, people can make it feel like, um, you know, oh, that's legalistic. Right. You're putting all these rules on me. You're putting all these constraints, constraints on me, yeah. you know, da, 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 the ultimate freedom is doing whatever I want when I want that's freedom. It's actually a lie. That's not freedom. It's actually 
the ability to give up what you want. Can you give up what you want is the ultimate of freedom. Like that's the ultimate freedom is Mm. being able to give up the things you want. Because if you can't, you're not free. You're actually enslaved by your liberties, by all these things that you say, right? So good. So anyways, I was just thinking all this through and like, you know, thinking about, okay, like home, you know, permissible, beneficial, all this, you know. Boy, that's a really good question. It's interesting, eh? I know. That is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, You even asking that question, I was talking about what we do privately at home, even our leadership. Yeah. I had, I've shared with you before, I've had this experience where I have this thing where I love forensics. I love crime documentaries and uh-huh. sometimes pretty grisly, like the stories of crime right. through history. Killers and like, yeah, like really yeah, dark and yeah. like, and it doesn't keep me up at night. Like, no, no I could be home alone and watch one. I've honestly, it's not like yeah. that, but I actually felt the Holy Spirit. And like, for some of you might be like, what? Like totally mortified. <laughs> But like yeah, yeah, it yeah. was documentaries, okay? Like yeah, just yeah. I love history yeah, like and I love shows. documentaries. Yeah. And yeah. crime shows were kind of yeah. one of those things, those yeah. documentary crime shows, not drama stuff on TV. But I actually felt the Holy Spirit start to put his finger on that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Rhonda, this is really dark. Like you're watching a lot of really dark things that people have done. And I I could watch it. I'm not watching anything that yeah. morally yeah. is bad. It's yeah. a, a real story of something yeah, that's happened. True, yeah. I could read in the newspaper, but it's all like the, well, even more. But I really felt like the Holy Spirit was like, this is not what I want you to fill your heart with. And it took me a little bit to give it up. And I realized I actually, I don't know. I, I was just used to watching it. And I, I realized there was probably something there that I didn't realize, like a darkness that was holding and maybe just I don't know what it was, but Holy Spirit put his finger on it and I did give it up. I don't watch hardly any of that anymore. Really, that's mm-hmm. not, but that mm-hmm. was all I watched pretty right. much. And I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I would, yeah. that would be what I'd watch. Yeah. And so it, things like that, it's not necessarily bad or good. It's not necessarily, it's just what is God asking you to do? And you know, that obviously was affecting something in my spirit that the Holy Spirit was like, you need to put a, a valve on that, like close the valve. Right. I don't want that darkness on you. I don't want you to maybe welcome that kind of, that's a spiritual thing, whatever right. it may be. Yeah. And so I recognize it now, but at the time it, it was a documentary. I didn't think it was, I didn't think there was anything really wrong. Right. And not that there is anything wrong, but for me, it for was you. listening to that. And like you said, the freedom is able to say, I lay that down. Like if that's going to affect me, I got to trust Holy Spirit. You're telling me that for a reason that I lay that down. That's okay. Right. Now I still swear and everything. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I, I try to be funny here. That's probably not going to be funny. <laughs> I have no conviction on that. No, no, I do. I but, still swear as much as I want. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But just saying exactly what you're talking about, you know, there are moral compasses. We know. Do you ever swear? Um, <laughs> okay. Right on the podcast. Yeah. I've never, I don't, heard you swear i don't think i've ever like i don't think i've ever heard okay you swear. i swear i i swear when something almost bad happens like i almost hit a car it's usually the s word okay, okay like okay the f word is not something i've ever used no and but the s word in the car no yeah like in if, the car yeah you, like if something someone's cut me off or something i have so funny story a couple years ago it slipped out a few times i'm like guys i'm really sorry and i was <laughs> i always blame it that i worked on a farm <laughs> Because on the farms, like, honestly, they don't say poop. It's like, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say it on the podcast. But anyway, yeah, but I always blame. I'm like, I worked on a farm. They're all like, mom. Anyway, funny story. A couple of years ago, I was driving downtown with my mother and my mother-in-law in the back seat, And a car, I almost hit a car, swerved in. And I said the S word super loud, jammed on the brakes. It just came out. Well, they both were, <laughs> their eyes were like, and I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. They burst out laughing. So it was really great. I'm human. They actually say once in a blue moon, I guess they say it's okay to swear it because you're not about being a goody goodies, but the goodness of God. But all that to say, you're really funny. I know. I actually, sometimes if that's just the word that comes and it's just feels good. But privately, if I'm really upset with Jay, I've never called him or sworn up. But if I'm really upset about something and I, once in a blue mood, I'll use the S word like 
I, that, you know, is, you know, just not at him. But if I'm explaining something, yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah, mad, yeah. just privately behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, there's my permissible, maybe not <laughs> beneficial, but yeah, no, I'm not a usual potty mouth. Like you no, no. no. but if something like it just, that's yeah, the word yeah. that comes it, 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 yeah, it just <laughs> instant like knee. a couple times it happened and poor little Jada, my youngest, she's like, Oh, I'm like, Oh my gosh, Jada, I'm so sorry. She's like, it's okay, mom. I'm like, no, I'm really sorry. <laughs> that just slipped right out. Oh, it's more of a panic. Like if something really bad happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. More, it's totally. a panic word. Yeah. Actually, that's my panic word. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It's not really my like funny word. Or <laughs> do you it's swear? Really okay. Like, it's no, I'm laughing. See, now I feel <laughs> like trying to justify. It doesn't matter. It's no, fine. it doesn't. But I'm <laughs> laughing because I'm like thinking about the times I have sworn. That and how about funny. you? Do you no, swear? No, I don't. No, no, I really don't. Do you say like frig? Like no, not really. Nothing. I just don't. Yeah, it doesn't come to my okay. mind. But like occasionally, like if I feel like you know at home <laughs> with the kids, I can like drop a swear in the right place to make it <laughs> hilarious and then they'll all be like oh mom <laughs> and then you laugh i know the, or like and i'll totally set it up it's so obvious like it's really really pathetic and bad but no i just i don't yeah, know it just doesn't really and we never grew up like no, our parents no. never swore i would I say like occasionally if something really bad happens yeah and i just find out about it and it does hit me like a real like it just hits me hard or a shock. Like sometimes just with Jay, I will, I will. Exactly. Too, That's word. what I was like, talking I'll about. I'll like repeat it 10,000, like over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Like almost yeah. in a way of saying like, Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but it's super, super rare. I know. Super rare. Yeah. That's what really... I mean, exactly. Like you and Jay, it would be such a private thing. You're so upset, but I don't think I've ever heard my Jay swear ever. Okay. No, unless he's repeating something yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. said, he'll, like he'll repeat privately to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if someone said yeah. something. No, I know. No, Same. he like, doesn't. I don't, yeah, it no. doesn't come to my mind either. No, no, it doesn't. Anyways, but that's, that's a hilarious story. But my in-law, like my mother-in-law and my mom in the back, and their first, their face were like, <gasps> and then I was like, oh my goodness, and they both burst out laughing. I was like, okay, welcome to my car ride. I'm really sorry about that. So funny. I know. So funny. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's funny. But back, back to uh, yes. we need to put the yes. finger back on you here. Okay, <laughs> but I think that's what I'm thinking about. Like behind closed doors, some of those things. Like I love that God puts His finger on, it, and I love that you said that we'll not be mastered by things. And if we have trouble letting go of it, there's a there's a reason. There could be there's a stronghold yeah. there. There's a reason why yeah. we can't let go. So we are actually yeah. mastered by something. We're not free. Yeah, by something. No. And I think we can fool ourselves to think that our liberties yeah. are not enslaving us when actually it is our liberties that are yeah. like, it's not. Yeah. Anyways, a lot of things can get this label of legalism, but the, the bottom line I think of all of it is that obedience to God. Yeah, it really is. It's yeah. listening to the Lord. And what is the Lord calling you to do in the season for you? And you have to trust that he knows why. Because again, mm-hmm. every single one of our inner tendencies are different, right? Mm-hmm. They're different. Mm-hmm. God's never spoken to me about crime shows. He's never, ever put that on my heart. Now, I mean, again, I don't really watch them, but I have watched some. Yeah. And he's right. But he's never talked to me about that. But he has for you because for whatever reason and for what he has planned for you, he doesn't want that, you know, he doesn't want that in your mind or, for you know. And also, too, I think sometimes like we can't see long term Mm -hmm. the effects of either what we're using that for what the effect that that is having on us long term Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and again yeah I just love this idea of like not being mastered by anything and taking stock of anything in my life yeah. So maybe I have to like lay my, my tank tops down and just say, Lord, am I being mastered by my, my, tank, my, tank tight, my tight tank tops? It's so but no, true. do you know what I mean? Well, it could be, like you said, excessive, mm-hmm. excessive shopping, excessive mm-hmm. eating, excessive yeah. anything. Yeah. Like yeah. it could even be like just image. It could be just like yeah. con- whatever you, what's consuming you or yeah. what you feel you have to have or have to do. Yes. You know, those things are really important to bring before God and ask because yeah. it is permissible. Yep. Really? Yeah. But it could be not beneficial not and beneficial. you don't for you. For you, exactly. Yeah, for the yeah. season that God has you in. Yeah. I think to the danger in it, like it's in there and so we need to take stock of it from a leadership perspective. But I think the danger in it is that we can get obsessed with our impression of what other people think or need yes. or yes. and we can try so hard to avoid 
causing other people to stumble and that being kind of the motive of why we do what we do as opposed to our motive being obedience to God. Yeah. Like I think our higher motive has to be like, Lord, I'm going to do this to please you. I'm going to do this out of obedience to you, to what you're calling me to. Mm -hmm. But the reality, I think that we all just have to weigh as leaders is we have to weigh that, that there does come sacrifice in leadership. Yes, there does. And there are just things you do have to give up if you're in leadership and when you're in leadership for the sake of those that are weaker in their faith. And it's specifically listed out exactly what the result of that is, you know, in mm-hmm. the scriptures. So I do mm-hmm. think we have to take stock of that, but for the motive of that, not to be to please people, yeah. but the motive of that to be to please God and to ultimately be exactly. obedient to him. And like you're saying, like not the motive to please people, but to please God and not to fall into the trap of legalism. Yes. Because you can all of a sudden be like, I don't do this. I don't. And then become very critical and judgmental of others and legalistic. And that is a bondage. It is. That is a total bondage. So yeah, exactly. The leadership is not to move into legalism, to be the goody goody or do everything right. It's literally to say, I'm obedient to Christ. And because of that, I don't want to cause any block for anybody. But most importantly, I don't want to block for Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, whatever you want, like I'm yours. If you don't want me to do that, okay. If you want me to, if that's okay, then good. Then I'm okay. But laying it before God, I think that is so powerful. And like you said, convictions, especially in those gray zones, we're not talking once again about the black and white, but in those gray, they can look very different for each of us. And, you know, I remember there was a season, um, my mother-in-law was telling me they felt really convicted to have no TV. Okay. They smashed their TVs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So for that season, that did, now Jay binge watched at all his friends' houses. <laughs> that's so funny. Now it's so funny. Yeah. I think it was at your Jay's house too. Yeah, he was probably, able, probably. But you know, that's yeah. something God asked their family to do for whatever reason. Right. Pretty extreme and pretty well, but it was a like a real thing they felt for God bringing their family together. They moved to the country. They really felt like God asked them to do this radical step for a couple of years. Right. And they did. Right. Is God asked all of us to do these radical? No. And some, it might be a little bit more radical than others. It might look very different, but I think that's exactly, we need to know what God's asking us to do. And we need to rely on that and not be also caught up in this, in the legalism part of it and approving for men or even trying to do it like, out of like being good, like this is the checkbox. Totally. Because that that's not what God wants either. Totally. And that's out of a totally unhealthy place yeah. as well. Yeah. So, but as a leaders, we are called to a higher place because we're leading people. Yeah. And because of that, we do have to bring, we do have to bring that, like we just, everyone has laid everything before the Lord, but there is a greater awareness of how we live. And I often think of that even when I'm in a grocery store. Yeah. How many yeah. times someone has come up to me and be like, oh, hi, Pastor Rhonda. I, I don't know who they are. Yeah. yeah. It's just because our church is so large and I there's so many campuses and, you know, we don't know everyone from every campus all the time. And I think, wow, if I was just in this moment, like rude with the cashier <laughs> or like swearing at uh, somebody, <laughs> <laughs> swearing with my wine in line. I don't know. <laughs> and you and your tank, t- wearing my your tank top in your water bottle, <laughs> wearing your tank top. My tank top. <laughs> oh my gosh. This yeah. is getting funnier and funnier. But really you realize like you are walking in a place that people are looking to you and you want to be aware of that responsibility mm-hmm. and we are not Jesus, but we carry a responsibility that you feel the weight mm-hmm. of and it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think when we stop feeling that weight of responsibility, that's mm-hmm. a scary thing. Yeah. Like that's not good. That is yeah. not, that's not throwing off restraint. Yeah. Like we yeah. need that restraint to be like, we are carrying a yeah. responsibility. There's an ownership in that. Um, but I'm not ruled yeah. by people, Yeah. but I understand the responsibility of it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Funny side story. Um, yeah. One time I was in a grocery store okay. and someone came up to me and they gave me their tithe check <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know them. Oh they my totally goodness. They gave me a check. They're like, oh, sorry, I'm not going to be there this Sunday. Can you bring this in for me? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. That and is. I was like, okay. That was probably a one and only. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Anyways. Okay. Another question. So, um, are you going to answer it first? Uh, in terms. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> because you asked this question then i have to be on the spot i'm like put it back on me um no okay so as we're talking this through and we're answering for ourselves and our leadership yeah how does this impact our kids Mm. as being part of a leadership family not necessarily being in direct leadership or maybe but maybe not maybe maybe not 
how does this play out for them? Do you think like, how do like in terms of not like they have to, they have to decide how it plays out between them and God, Mm -hmm. but in terms of like what we put on them, because it's one thing for us because one one thing for us to have a revelation of this and to like make this choice this is our leadership this is our but they're kind of by default automatically brought into it brought into it whether they want to or not whether they're in leadership or not whether they're you know they're just sort of they're just sort of brought into it how how do you think like I I'm thinking of one kind of example again it goes back to like how we dress or modesty or whatever and you know I I've all our kids are older now too so they're not kids anymore they're not little we can't control them in the same way that we used to oh didn't you love when you used to match your kids yeah we used to dress them we used to pick all their clothes like it's not the same now I know and so you know as my kids get older like I'm trying to balance the I'm trying to balance like empowering their independence their decision making empowering them to own their own choices and live with the consequences of those choices while at the same time helping to guide those choices to be wise and to be you know thoughtful and and all of that like but I'm trying to hold those in tension because I actually want them to make their own mistakes and I want them to sort it out and I want them to wrestle and I want them, I don't just want to tell them what to do. And I don't want them to always rely on me telling them what to do. So, you know, even as it, you know, how they dress, what they wear, buying their own clothes. Um, you know, I've got three of my four kids who have jobs now. So they've got their own money. They're buying their own clothes. It's not all, not everything they wear, I would choose for them. <laughs> but again, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to navigate it from wisdom but also not from like intense control but this 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 kind of standard that I put on myself like just naturally is an outflow towards them but yeah like how do you so anyways I'm just I'm just like I don't have the answer specifically that's my wrestle in it how I'm kind of wrestling it out with them but yeah what do you think our expectations are of them in regards to what's on our shoulders the leadership that's on our shoulders yeah that's a good question and I'm sure we do it not realizing it like it's not something we're intentional like it just comes out like yeah. Yeah, an yeah. expectation or yeah. it just happens yeah I do know though if I'm talking about like modesty or like clothing especially I've got daughters so yeah. I often think about you know that in, yeah. from that place yeah I'm also trying to think of like they're going to become professionals one day. So I'm trying to also not so much from a leadership, like, Oh, you're a pastor's daughter. You better. It's more like, would you wear this to an office or like, you've got to understand the different appropriate clothing for different scenarios. So I'm trying to teach them that because I do think it's important if they're going for an interview that they're not wearing short shorts and a crop top. Not that they do. My kids just, my kids actually just have kind of navigated maybe how I've dressed too. They kind of pick up on yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably have in, and intentionally probably seep some of my own like strictness on them. <laughs> Your own shame culture. <laughs> probably. Body, don't you wear body that? Shame. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no body shame. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like, no, no, no totally. don't wear that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, being totally. girls, it's harder. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be, yeah. but it is a different, yeah. you're, you're just more mindful in culture and how things are perceived on it's, a female. It's really interesting though for it, boys too, because it's not, it's, it, it may not be modesty, but it may be like the brands they're wearing oh, or what's yeah, written yeah. on their, the messaging on their t-shirts or whatever but that they love right so it's a little different but it's the same like yeah 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 so I think for for me I'm trying to help them navigate what that looks like in appropriateness for different places like wearing a tank top at home and who cares like when you're at home Mm -hmm. I don't care but Mm -hmm. if you're going for a job interview Mm -hmm. or when you start a job like Mm -hmm. there's clothing or when you go to church Mm -hmm. you don't have to dress up but just be mindful that it's maybe not what you'd wear going for a bike ride with your friend or in your backyard or in yeah. your backyard. Like yeah. just be mindful that you are, you do have different things that you wear. Like, uh, like us, mm-hmm. I wear different things at home that I wear. I would wear at church mm-hmm. um, or at a meeting mm-hmm. or at a staff if I was coming to work mm-hmm. versus being in my backyard, even hosting mm-hmm. family or, so I think I'm just trying to help them navigate and figure that out. And I, I'm pretty verbal, so I'm sure, I'm sure I've, I've sh- I'm shaping that quite verbally too. <laughs> I'm not in like, I'm not just a laid back, like whatever. And you know, I've been pretty even strong with even worship leaders. Like I'm pretty strong on how I feel 
about certain things. I want people to be trendy, but I am conscious like when we're at church leading worship and if your belly shows when you lift your hands, for me, that's an issue. But if you're at home and you're having a life group and you're doing your own life group and you're worshiping and you're wearing a, that's not my, right. So I do have some strong feelings about it. And I think it's also realizing we all have a little bit of a different, maybe feelings even around those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. But I always think what's appropriate in different environments, in environments, like if you're in front of people at church leading, it Mm -hmm. it probably would be very different than if you're a camp, Mm -hmm. if you're Mm -hmm. a camp leading or even like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get. I know. Sometimes I think about like, you know, what if you lived in like California beach culture and that's your culture. That's that's your world. Yeah. Right. Well, it's going to look totally different. That's right. Than you know, if you're living in Northern Canada (laughs) where we only have two months of summer, it's a different, like we do just dress different. Totally. Practically speaking, but yeah. And looking at your audience too. Like if you're, I'm using this for example, like if you're going, like you said, you're going to like a California church and everyone's in beach shorts and tanks off. They're all worshiping on the beach. Well, you're not going to come dressed up in a suit. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to be like what you're ministering. That's but if you're ministering to a multi-generational government workers, people coming yeah. dressed up, seniors, you, young people. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't have to wear a suit, but be just mindful. Just yeah. be mindful. Yeah. Like if you're at a camp, and there's tons of baseball hats, go for it. Like mm-hmm. enjoy or youth. But if you're going to church and there's no baseball hats and there's no, I feel like you kind of have to like weigh that out too. Yeah. Kind of weigh yourself. Be like, okay, I, I need to kind of blend in where it's kind of not creating. Well, you don't want, you don't want even like what you're wearing to be distraction. That's exactly. For a, yeah. And that's where it comes back to the cause that's right. people to stumble. It's permissible. It's unnecessary. It's just yeah. unnecessary. It's yeah. not necessary, but yeah. But it is a tough, it is a tough conversation. And I think for, for me, like when I think of my kids, like I never want to impose my leadership standard on them because they don't have the same leadership standard on their lives yet. Yeah. The same leadership weight, the same leadership weight on their lives yet. They will one day. And I think they have to navigate this with the Lord. Um, you know, when they do, like whether that's going to be in their job, in their profession, but they don't yet. Mm-hmm. And so like, I want the, the weight of their leadership to be appropriate. Not the same yeah, as mine. Exactly. Not the same as mine. Like mine's heavy. Like I have a heavy leadership weight. Like I'm leading, you know, you and I, like we're leading a large church, multi-generational, multicultural. Like we're leading, we've got a large weight of leadership on us, but my kids don't have that same weight. So I don't want to put thrust that weight on them unnecessarily mm-hmm. before they're able to handle it either. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But anyways, but it's difficult because there are, there are moments when I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> taking yeah. deep breaths because like, you know, you're kind of letting them try to figure it out, but it's not always what I would necessarily choose. <laughs> I know it's, it's so funny. Even some of the yeah. styles, eh? like yeah. I feel like my parents too, like they yeah. saw some of our styles and yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, it's all of that. But I think, yeah, it's helping them to figure out what's appropriate for the environment they're in. Mm-hmm. And that's not even a weight issue. That's just learning how to read the crowd, learning how to read like what's appropriate. And sometimes just go a little bit above what you just, for yeah. me, I'm always like, just go a little bit above what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's always better to err a little bit more on modest than the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, like for yeah, that. Yeah, cautious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More on the cautious more side. More on yeah. the cautious side. Just err that way. But when you're at home or yeah. you're, enjoy your, like fill your boots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I feel like I'm trying to navigate them through that as women and as wanting to go into leadership and as taking on some, I think that's appropriate versus like, some of the other stuff. They'll mm-hmm. have to figure out some of those other gray zones for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Like even some of the movies. That's, it is a really challenging shows and movies now with teens, right? Yeah, yeah. Because everything in you is like, oh. And the accessibility too, And right? the accessibility. And all that, yeah. But it's teaching them to say, you need to, you know what? You're now getting to the age where you could be leaving home next year. And yeah. I... I will have no idea what you're watching or doing. You need to now start to go before God and just say, is this okay for me? Who do you want to be? Yeah. You've got to, you've got to now deal with those convictions. I can't do that for you because actually they could do anything behind our backs. Like I, and it's like preparing, not helicoptering, but preparing them to say, you're going to have to manage these things. You're no longer 10. Yes. You're now like a year away from university. That's a very different zone now that I'm coaching you to make these decisions, but you're actually going to have to make them and you're going to have to live with the consequences. And we've told you, you know, obviously we have guidelines at what they can watch and what they can't, but there are those gray, 
there are those gray things that I may be a bit more uncomfortable with that they are right. You taking know. those liberties in a season. Yeah, so those are some yeah. interesting parenting. Yeah. Like as you as your children are growing up, you're yeah. coaching them to leave now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or when they go out with friends to watch something or at their house, like having to navigate that. But like you said, it's not a matter of like, oh well you're yeah. you're this, you better not. It's more like, okay, you've gotta yes. you've gotta figure this out too. You right. know how we feel right. about it, but you've gotta you've gotta follow your conviction here. Yeah. On those grays. Yeah. 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 No, that's really good. And that does teach them independence and it also teaches them confidence Yeah. because if they, if we can teach them how to make their own decisions, then they can be confident in the decisions they make and live with the consequences of those decisions, having to like weigh those out and walk those out. But if we, if they feel like they have to check everything with us first, then it actually takes confidence away from them in being able to be decision makers for their own life. So think that's really wise that's really really good I know I know it's kind of controversial for some families because I know they probably but I feel like when your child is getting ready to leave home like literally well well, I think once they're starting like 14 15 like as they're starting to come up into those teen years like that's when you have to start that switch has to happen where it's not so much like checking with mom it literally is empowering them to like look with intelligibly like at what they're pay attention to what they're watching to what's going in like that's right have them make critical choices for their life that are wise for them yes yeah that's exactly because yeah. you want them they could be out with a friend yeah. and it's keeping those conversations open yeah. it's keeping talking about what they're watching yeah. have, have they watched anything they felt yeah. un- you know just asking yeah. them has anything happened where you've just felt a conviction about like yeah. tell me about it like yeah. what's been going on or like because it's not just at your home. Yes. They can stumble onto something in, on their phone, go to yeah. someone's house. Yeah. Someone else is watching something. Oh, yeah. So it's exactly like what you think your kids haven't been exposed to. It's not just what's in your home. No. So you're really helping your kids to navigate those circumstances or be able to turn something off. Yes. To be like, oh, okay, that's yeah. crossed the line off. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. they're like, uh... Or they, they get stun gunned and yeah. that, I don't want that. I want, and I want, like you said, Lori, the confidence of kids to be like, I value my spirit yeah. more than anything else yeah. and following God more than anything else that yeah. if this is disrupting that done, but they've got to feel that and learn it. They've yeah. actually got to feel that conviction. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something you can always just tell them, no, you yeah. can't watch that. No, don't do that. Yeah. They actually have to yeah. start to experience that themselves, yeah. you know, so you know what's really interesting, interesting about permissible and beneficial is um for me is yoga. Mm. Yeah. So like I feel like like with my body, like I'm very, very flexible. And so yoga is an exercise that I love. Like I mean, when I say love, like I love it. Like I could do yoga every day. I love it. But I actually feel a conviction about it. And I, I think it really does fall in the permissible beneficial area. But I think because my spirit is so sensitive to to the Lord and to just to the supernatural, I feel like it's actually not it's not a place the Lord is going to allow like allows me. Mm. So like I've tried it. I, I've never done it as like a formal practice or a lot, but I've done it a few times. And like the edge that it the edge that it has like into new age and into like just opening yourself up to other I don't know a lot about the practice of yoga or anything like that in terms of like the religious practice. But yeah, it's one thing for me that I can't, for some reason, it's something that God has just put his finger on and just said, no, this isn't like, I don't have this for you. So like, obviously like my, like I'm flexible and I do stretches often. I, I, it's part of like how I stay healthy and in shape, but yeah, yoga is not a practice that I feel that it, the Lord permits, permits permits me that is beneficial for me spiritually so mm. anyways i'm totally side side note on that no but, but these are yeah. all those things that people ask Can, yeah. are we allowed to do yoga like mm-hmm. you know should we only only be yeah. watching disney shows yeah. like there's yeah. all these questions yeah. that come up like yeah. where is that line yeah. yeah and that's the thing like there are black and white that's like yeah. all these things are, are black and white yeah. but there's there's a lot of gray and yeah. god allows gray because God is in the gray. Yes. Because that's yes. actually where we create that codependency on asking God. Yeah, like in me. the Bible, it's black and white, yes or no, yes. life and death. Yes. 
But in those gray, it's like, okay, God, I'm relying on you to show Where's me what's this? best for yeah. me. Yeah. And God allows. There's lots of gray in life. Yeah. We, we don't live in a black and white world. Yeah. There's a lot of gray. And so exactly for some, yeah. they may not feel that same yeah. conviction. And yeah. they're, I mean, they're not going somewhere that's all new age. They're no, going no, no. somewhere where maybe like there is the exercise. Like yeah, yoga is exactly. just a set of exercises too. But yeah, for me, whatever it is, I yeah. just can't. But for you, it's that. Release. Yeah. I just yeah. don't have a release in my spirit for it. Yeah. And I think it is because of my like sensitivity to the supernatural. I just feel like it's not a yeah. wise, it's not a wise practice for me. Yeah. Weird, eh? But, yeah. but interesting. Yeah. Interesting on that, on that same vein. And I again, know. we do have to take all things before the Lord and really listen. And and he leads us. It's yes, not like we he don't does. have looking for it. It's not, he tells us. <laughs> He's pretty clear. He tells us. Yeah. And you feel it. And you feel it. Like, you, you feel it. it. Yeah. You know it. So yeah. 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 So that's interesting. Boy, that's a really, I almost feel like this is even controversial, this whole podcast. Because I'm sure all the things we've talked about, people have very strong feelings about. Right, right. And yeah, you're we like we're Bottom just. Bottom line is, you got to take it before the Lord. You do, for and we're just processing this out with you too. Our own personal. Our, yeah, like we're we're not looking for you to let us know what what the roots of yoga are <laughs> like that. No, but no, we no. literally like are processing some of those grays and yeah. exactly like it's it's really personal. So I just feel like this is an interesting interesting conversation because we all face. Yes. These grays. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and this might be even really controversial. I'm just going to say this out loud because this might even be weird. I don't even know how you would feel about this, Lori, but <laughs> you know, when I left full-time ministry yeah. for me to have a glass of wine yeah. at a dinner party was so hard. Okay. I felt like I was so disobedient to God. Okay. Like I was being bad. Okay. And God used a season in my life to kind of break off some of that like legalism in my life like once again, I'm not talking about drunk. I'm not talking about, yeah, and I yeah. wasn't in full-time ministry. Yeah. I was doing this yeah. as a Sun Life manager, but I, I really felt like God used it in my life to break off some of the legalism because I grew up with all the right intentions of my family. Like it was how our parents were discipled, that all these things were literally a sin. Right, right. And I really, and I felt like God brought me through a journey of like, it didn't have a hold on me. You had so, to undo some of that. Yeah, I had to undo that. So that's even controversial. And even as I'm saying that, that God used me even having a social glass of wine because my whole life, it was really like, that's a sin. That's bad. If anyone ever saw that, that's going to make God so upset. Having that glass of wine, it was almost like, oh, like, and I was easy to put it down too. Like it wasn't a stronghold for me alcohol is not, I could have a ginger ale over a glass of wine, any like that in that season, that was not even an issue. But I felt like even in that God used a gray zone to break some stuff off me. And I was able to give it up just as easy as I was, you know, to have that. It was almost like God had to break that from me. Right. That this is not a matter of like the rules. I I never put this rule on you. Hmm. This is not my rule. Hmm. And if it's okay for, it's okay for you to have, like we're saying, yeah. all different cultures, yeah. different families, that's not even an yeah. issue. But growing up, it was yeah. literally like it was a sin. So when I came back into full-time ministry and giving that up socially, it wasn't an issue. Yeah. It was something, but God used it. Very interesting, a yeah. season of that. Now yeah. I'm not saying going and watching bad, <laughs> bad movies and smoking and doing all this. I'm just saying yeah, no, for, for me, sure. Well, remember that story I told when we were talking about goodness and badness about yeah. swearing. Oh, like yeah. I just needed to swear because I couldn't. <laughs> like I was like bound by not swearing. Yeah, it's a weird thing. But you know what? You know what's interesting? You know, popped into my head as you shared that though is yeah. that it's so interesting that you would equate or that we like yeah. uh, with me with the swearing one like that we equate this action yeah as this external action as sinful yes but we actually don't address the real sin yes. that's going on in the hidden place in our heart because yeah. no one sees it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's again, the, here's the goodness and badness coming out again, where like we can hide yeah. all the badness under good actions. Totally. But there's lots of sin and badness happening in our heart that nobody can see. Oh, well, God knows we can't yeah. hide it from him, but, yeah. but we can pretend it's not there. Right. Yeah. Whereas like this external action that you did that that you felt like, oh my gosh, like this is so bad. I'm so disappointed. God would actually, God is saying, that's not, no. that doesn't bother. That's not bothering me. No, there's like stuff the in your heart that's worse. The outside of the cup. Yes. We're talking, like, do you know what I mean? Yes. It's a little bit of that outside, inside of the cup, like where, where Jesus said, oh my gosh, it's not what's happening on the outside of the cup. No. 
like, you know, you're eating, eating on the Sabbath or whatever you're like, that doesn't no, defile you that's the outside. Not, that's yeah. not what, that's not the real problem. The problem is you're not looking at the real sin that's going on inside of your heart. Like, yeah. and again, that's where we get caught up in all of this. If it's about pleasing people, that's right. If the motive is about what we look like, how, you know, if it's externally, like if all of that's the driver, then we actually avoid the true badness, the true sin that's in our heart that God is putting his finger on saying, no, 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 this is the real problem. Yeah. You can have a glass of wine or don't <laughs> like yeah, yeah. what that's not the problem. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that, that is kind of like what you're talking about, yeah. like that legalism, that yeah. religious spirit, that critical yeah. spirit, yeah. that hiding behind rules. Like I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Check, check, check. I don't yeah. do this. I don't do that. Yeah. But there's things in my heart that I fear man. Yeah. I want approval. I want to be seen a certain yeah. way. Those are the roots that God yeah. is like, that is so sinful yeah. and hurtful. That is destroying you. It's That's destroying. not because everything comes from the overflow of the heart, right? It's not like you said, what goes into a man that defiles a man. Yeah. It's what's in us. So yeah. anyways, God used that really unique season yeah. to kind of break, like kind of bring some religious stuff out of me. Yeah. And I can see that. some of the resentment, like you, you, like whatever that is for us being raised in a much more mm-hmm. rigid legalistic era. Yeah. Well, being told that all these external things are were sin. the sinful yeah. things. And this is how you please God. We're really addressing yeah. the heart. Yeah. The yeah. heart pleases God and that overflows the outside. But anyway, the goodness of God, right? Not the yeah. goody goody. We love yeah. that. That's like yeah. our new. But anyway, all that to say, I think it's really interesting, all the journeys and how God is just, and something might be permissible in this season, but then all of a sudden it's not permissible. God puts his finger on it, says like, no, oh, that was exactly well, like this whole year has been that. Oh, over and over and oh, over yeah. like yeah. ways of thinking ways of yeah. being mentalities mindsets numbing how you numb how like, you nope, yeah nope, yeah nope i'm caught no nope. i'm putting my finger out you're like oh, okay yeah constantly yeah it's not okay just to say that yeah yeah even your speech yeah, like something you that's not even yeah. Like, I don't believe that. I remember you saying that, yeah. like that struck me too, but yeah. that's disbelief. Like all the things like that. Or if I've got free time, why am I like, what am I, whatever, like God putting his finger on my time, putting my finger on leisure, putting my finger on, that it's not that it's legalistic or bad. I just no. feel like God, I'm in a different season. So it's all of that. It's not even just about the things we've been talking about. It's even about how we're spending time, how we're doing things, even giving up those things that God's like, I've got something more for you in this season. And it's embracing change and letting go, holding things lightly, being surrendered, you know? So anyway, interesting, interesting. So So yeah, it is good. good. Boy, that was a good conversation. I almost feel like I I don't even want to air it because I want to re-listen to what we talked about, but (laughs) that's probably why it should be aired. (laughs) I'm like, what did I say? I know people it's listening like, those, what? I know. It's one well, of that's ones. why I need you to air so I don't care. Like, honestly, I do yeah, have that still yeah, in my own yeah. life. It's hard for me sometimes to be authentic too mm-hmm. because I don't like myself to be in a place of judgment. Like mm-hmm. people to even put mm-hmm. myself in a place where people can criticize or be like, what? But you know, like before God, anyways, yeah. it's interesting. Even podcasting is not as easy for me as yeah. people may think because I I struggle with being really open. Like yeah. you, yeah, you always say like small groups, I don't often <laughs> share. And here I am on podcast sharing some of the most crazy intimate stuff. I have no one else to ask. I can only ask you. <laughs> I'm only <laughs> sharing it with questions. all of our listeners, not even in a small group. What is my problem? I should be sharing in small groups, <laughs> but I don't have to share it in a podcast. What? Recorded. No, it's so good. But it's no, so it good. is. It's God's going to those areas to say like, yeah. no shame, no hiddenness, no... You know, we are all in this together. And the more authentic we, we are together, we realize we're all the same. Like yeah. there's nothing new under the sun. No. We're all wrestling through things. Mm-hmm. We're just at different places where we maybe let go faster, or recognize yeah. it, but we need Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. The goodness of God to help us mm-hmm. every step of the way. Mm-hmm. It's good. And it reminds me too, that we have to be less, like not so quick to judge what we see on the external too. Yeah. Even in the midst of this whole conversation, you know, we're, ta- we're trying to take leadership responsibility here, but I think, I think it's so important just not to be so quick to judge the outside of the cup, like yeah. what we see on yeah. the outside, whether that be how someone's talking, whether that be, you know, what they're eating or drinking or, yeah. you know, what they're wearing, but, but actually like pray that yeah. God would go to the heart because that's yeah. what really matters. Yeah. And that we would be able to see what he sees. 
Yeah. You know, when he looks at people that we wouldn't just get stuck by the outside. That's it. You know, because it's so easy to get caught up and just to judge like based on the external, judge the badness based on the external, but we don't know each other's hearts. No. Like, we don't, we can't see that, but that's what God's looking at. That's yeah. what he cares about. And I think we'll be surprised when we get to heaven, like the people that we thought were so good yeah. and the people that we thought maybe were not so good, what God saw. I think we'll be surprised. Oh yeah, it's when so true. You break through like all the externals to and get to the real heart. I think we'll be surprised because yeah. it's not the same, you know. Because no. he's perfectly just, and he sees he sees all the intentions and he sees all the motives and he sees what's behind and he sees your heart. You yes, know, he does. But I love like I so appreciate you know all that you share even on this podcast and I know that you know for as hard as it might be to lean into some of these spaces, like you're giving other people permission to be able to get in touch with that in their own life Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So it's beautiful and it's powerful and, um, and important. It is important. And we want people to feel like we're not, we're not on a pedestal. We are, we are leaders with a responsibility and we take that very seriously and we bring that to God. We're accountable for that, but we also are people. We're processing stuff. We're processing and we're trying to figure out all the jumble mess inside and allowing God to go to those places just like you that are listening, like all of us. And uh, anyway, well, thanks for all the questions, Lori. I'm going to come back to the next (laughs) podcast with a few, (laughs) few more for you. I love it. I love it. Well, that was so fun. That was great. Oh, it was good. We just want you to remember that God has complete confidence in you. Yes, and you were crowned as a daughter of the king. (laughs) Bye. Bye there. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.corto. We'd love to connect with you.